Hi, and you're listening to Nichelle Newsletter, a podcast by me, um, Nichelle Stevens. How are you doing? Um, it's Monday, September 28th for me. Mm, I don't know when you'll be listening to this. Um, and I don't know sure when I'll actually publish it. Maybe it'll be today. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Who knows? Anyway, let's get down to business. Um, again, I don't have a, like a central theme this week, so it's going to be a little bit more off the cuff, off the dome, as a, free, a freestyler would say, off the dome. I don't have any raps. Anyway, um, one thing I thought about is I started listen, watching um, the documentary about the Go-Go's. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm loving it. It's like one of those things I want to stop and then look at a Wikipedia entry um, and then go back to or play uh, a song off of Spotify um, because, you know, they tour with uh, Madness and the specials and that makes me want to go check out that stuff um you remember ska punk uh two-tone that era of uh music i love (laughs) um so anyway but it made me think about gosh industries where women are still rarefied i actually kind of came up with a list of a couple of groups that are uh, bands that are women fronted or I mean not when all women okay you got the Go-Go's before that uh, the Runaways um, after the Go-Go's the Bangles uh, the Slits they never got really big here and then the 90s uh, Riot Girl, Bikini Kill um I, oh, um, the, oh, the ones that did Naked Eyes. Oh my God, I can't think of the name of that group. Uh, one of them was in um, the BC Boys before being in that group. Okay, I'm not going to look it up. I'll just have you scream at me. <laughs> like, I know the name of that group. I can't think of the name of the group. They had that song, My Naked Eyes. Falling rain coming down on me. Okay, anyway, I cannot think of the name of that group. I think there was a group called L7. Um, but anyway, it gets way more and more obscure. And then to think of a black woman band, Climax, being in the ladies' room. And then I can't think of any other ones. Now, touring. Prince, rest in peace, he had, um, I think it was called Third Eye Girl, all woman band, and Beyonce tours with an all-female band. Okay, this is ridiculous, because basically I could probably count on just both my hands, well-known female, all-female bands. That's, that's criminal. Rock and roll has been around about 60 years, that's insane. 60, 70 years, anyway. 
women are not expected to play rock and roll. But women are expected to be in the kitchen. So that's the expectation. However, that the chefs that make the big money are men. The chef entrepreneurs. The, the ones that have um, a restaurant group, not just one restaurant. The ones that have a TV show and uh, a line of cookware and multiple cookbooks. Those are mostly men. I mean, the wealthiest ones. Doesn't seem fair. My dad is the main cook in my family, so I wasn't I didn't grow up with the idea that women are just supposed to cook. I didn't get that. My mom is my mom can cook, but my dad loves doing it. Um, he puts his foot in it, as they say. Um, I mentioned that I watched the American Barbecue Showdown, and so when it comes to grilling. Men are supposed to be experts, but a woman won that competition. There were several women who were doing very well in that competition. A black woman. Oh, she was really good. I cannot think of her name. Anyway, um, these gender roles, it's messed up. Just like, I mean, the whole, whole thing that, you know, women comedians, women are funny. That's some bullshit. Men. Men have other men touring with them. Um, women don't want to be sexually harassed by the um, the headlining comic. So doing a road as a woman comic has got to be the bravest slash scariest thing. Um, I only gone down to Roanoke, Virginia to do a show when I was running a comedy show, but I can't imagine touring as a woman across this country and being safe. It just does not seem to be a safe thing. And as far as being safe and traveling, I was an auditor. I used to travel all over the country. Um, and I didn't always feel safe, even if I stayed in a nice hotel, I didn't always feel safe, you know, it's, 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 um, it's kind of scary out there as a woman, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, okay. So what, what have I been eating? Um, my breakfast is never going to be good. I'll tell you what I had this morning. I had um, eggs over, like, made hash browns with just one small potato. I know it seems like a lot of effort, but just, I was like, it won't take that long. I could be doing other things while the hash browns are cooking with yellow peppers, red onions, um... Put a little chicken stock in there and a little bit of tomato paste because I didn't really want to be too tomato-y because I could have added a tomato. I could have made a big tomato thing, but I have plans 
tomato wise later. I'm making I'm making some uh, stuffed peppers. That's gonna be either lunch or dinner, but it's happening today. Um, over easy egg. I didn't go up eating eggs over easy, but I like them. The thing is, it makes a sauce. I know a lot of people don't like them, but you immediately have a sauce from the over easy egg. And it, once it combines with the potato and the peppers, it's, it's instant sauce. Um, I'm a fan. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, oh, over easy egg on like a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's gonna be sloppy. It's gonna be messy. Maybe you want your eggs cooked hard, but um, if your egg is going to be on a plate with some other things, you got an instant sauce, and you didn't have to like do some hollandaise or oh, I'm trying to think of what else people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just instant sauce. I'm a fan. Um, what else is going on in the food world? I, um, Robin Sistema, if I pronounce his name right, you know, he's long writer for, he's food writer in New York. I think he wrote in um, for the Village Voice for a long time. Anyway, he has a really good article about um outdoor eating etiquette um new york well starting this week they'll start being eat inside but i'm sure a lot of people will still be eating outside is um what edits you have bring hand sanitizer with you and clean your hands before sitting down okay i think it's kind of outrageous that people don't all bring both masks and hand sanitizer with them once they leave their residence. This is like your phone keys. What else do you need to bring? Wallet, phone keys, wallet. Hand sanitizer and mask should also be yours. Actually, and I think, I don't know. So it says one diner I know brings silver spoons along with her. So I would suggest especially as women we have a bag well some men do too but bring to go cutlery um you can use it when you're sharing food with whoever you're eating with but also if and as as i noticed there's a lot of places that is not as familiar with outdoor dining so they may bring your food out and they may not have your plates i mean they may not have your silverware um, so bring your own silverware, bring your own cutlery. It's not bring your own cutlery because I say cutlery because to me, when you say silverware, when it's plastic, it just seems dumb. I say cutlery. It's a very, it's my weird, I think it's one of those things I picked up. I don't know. I, I just, I say silverware when it's actual I'm not even sure if it's silver, meaning like sterling silver, but when it's actual metal, I say silverware and it's plastic, I say cutlery. Um, 
So I don't know where it could be that you would be served by someone who is not wearing a mask because all servers should be wearing a mask. But if you, if serving staff is not wearing a mask, don't eat there. Um, paying with the credit card is, is good. I know that there's not really a big thing about, um, the virus actually being on cash, but the thing about your cash, cash is dirty. We all know this cat, the way our cash is cycled through the economy, it's everywhere. Uh, your credit card might be just a little bit cleaner because hopefully it's either in your wallet, um, maybe in your hand briefly. But at this point, um, I like the whole tap feature of paying for things. So it's less of the, it's less of you touching the credit card and less it's being around or the things. Um, you can tip someone in in cash or credit card. Now, just to let you know, if you tip them in cash, they may not have to so-called report that amount. Honestly, they should, but we know. Um, And then um, if you tip them with a credit card, the tip out, you don't know it depends on the restaurant, but that might end up on their paycheck. So it's not an immediate tip out. So keep in mind those things. But also, I'm not saying you need to know how a restaurant um, pays pays their people to decide how you tip. Um, but if you've worked in the service industry, you know. Um, so I think that when you um, are at a restaurant, if you're dining with people, um, I wouldn't say keep the conversation to a minimum, but when the server comes, maybe not talk as much. I mean, droplets. Um, And then uh, something else he says in the article is like, turning away from the table and coughing or sneezing into the crook of your arm it's the most effective way to limit the spread of germs. Don't cough into a cloth nap, cloth napkin, or blow your nose, blow your nose in it. I mean, you shouldn't do that. I mean, because someone has to touch it and have to wash it, and it's not good. Um. So I know some people who have not gone out to eat in six months. And I know some people who started going back out to eat probably back in June or July, wherever, what city they lived in opened up. It's up to you. But I would say enjoy your food, but keep in mind two things. How to keep yourself safe and how to keep the person who is risking their life to serve you safe. Um... I just think that's that's important. Um, okay, so there's another article that I think is interesting because it breaks down the difference between club soda, seltzer, and sparkling minimal water. 
um, oh, and tonic. So I used to drink vodka tonics and um, the, the quinine. Apparently, someone told me that the quinine was good for cramps, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> but um, it might, it might. I haven't, I haven't done any study on it. But I stopped drinking. Um, I stopped drinking vodka tonics because, to me, it was. Yeah, I was like, it's not good, and also because it also has sugar in it. So I was like, um, I'm adding calories. So then I moved over to uh, vodka soda, and the vodka soda is okay when you're drinking better than well vodka um and so in here this says the addition of sodium bicarbonate gives club soda a distinct but somewhat bitter flavor so Um, seltzer is just it's just water with infused with carbon dioxide it's really simple um, and then there's sparkling mineral water and it comes it's got the minerals um, so it could change um, depending on what, what the minerals are from so I don't know if um I drink regular tap water. Um, I do like flavored seltzers. Um, There is a company based here, not here, meaning Savannah, but here in Georgia called uh, Montaigne, and they have some flavored seltzers, and I like theirs. I never became a big LaCroix, LaCroix, whatever. I don't care about that. I think San Pellegrino has some sugar in it because it's too good. <laughs> it's flavored, sparkling, but with some sugar. I love the San Pellegrino, but um, but you know, as you're thinking about whether you're drinking water flat or sparkling, I, it's interesting because it also becomes a little bit of a thing where people actually think that fizzy water adds. As calories or is it good for I don't know I basically have heard that basically like when people decide not to have sparkling water they make it sound like it's a diet choice not a flavor choice and not if someone can tell me why I don't know I mean I'm I'm a, a flat for the table Type person, it doesn't matter. Um, sparkling water. If you want something sparkling, get some prosecco, some cava, some champagne. You know. Uh, okay. So what else? What else? Um, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice is the same thing that is um, 
the spices itself, same thing as apple pie spice or sweet potato spice. There's no, um, nothing all that special about pumpkin spice. Uh, it's normally going to have um, cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, maybe clove, ginger, um, maybe cardamom. But cardamom is kind of like out there. Cardamom is like kind of fancy, fancy, fancy. I don't know if I would want cardamom with the rest of those other spices. I like cardamom on its own. I had cardamom sugar cookies. Oh, I'm still thinking about these cookies. They were cardamom sugar cookies that I had at a um, cookie a cookie contest fundraiser for the um, the girls club of Lower East Side. I was a judge. I had these cardamom sugar cookies. I'm still thinking about those cardamom sugar cookies. Those cookies were so good. I need to get some cardamom and make some more of those cookies. Yeah. Um, I would suggest if you have some cardamom, um, make some cardamom sugar cookies. Um, and your you don't have to wait until Christmas. Just like I didn't wait until um, Thanksgiving to make some dressing. It was alright. It wasn't the best. Um, but I did make some last week. So, you know, all the, you don't have to wait till the holiday to make the seasonal things you like to make. Um, but anyway, just a little bit more about the... Um, pumpkin spice you can make your own pumpkin spice get all of those all of those spices your cinnamon your nutmeg your clove your ginger maybe mace but mace is mm, I feel like you got to be careful with mace and I don't mean um, the mace that you spray at someone if they're trying to attack you Um, the mace is a spice so anyway, I would I would just stick with the ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove, ground clove. Make a spice mix of those. Oh, well, I mean, oh, of course you could just get it from Penzi's or one of those other companies. But why not make your own spice blend? What are you doing? Are you doing anything? Um, make that spice blend. And then what you could do is add some raw sugar. Not to the spice blend, but when you want to make some pumpkin spice um, toast. So you just add the sugar when you animate the... Um, and put that over um, some bread with um, some butter. Delicious. Delicious. Um, you could also make a pumpkin spice um, simple syrup. Um First, make the simple syrup, a one-to-one ratio, sugar to water, and then add some of that blend. And now you got a pumpkin spice um, simple syrup. You can add that to some coffee. Add this into some chai. But chai's already got a lot of stuff in it, so that might be redundant. Um, ooh. I keep thinking of things that you could add it to that almost will be a little too much, but horchata, yes. Ochata already has cinnamon, pumpkin spice ochata. 
hey Starbucks, I am coming up with flavors for you. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what else, not like you would have. Oh, because everyone has rice at home. Pumpkin spice rice pudding, easy peasy. Why not do it? Um, that would be kind of yummy. Pumpkin spice rice pudding. Uh, let's see what else. I don't really like the idea of pumpkin spice with cocktails. But, um, hey, you could do it. It's totally possible. Um, hey, okay, I just thought of one. A pumpkin spice white Russian. Yes. That is totally, that would be good. Because, see, you got that pumpkin spice and it'll be um, taken up by the cream of the white Russian. I haven't had a white Russian in a long time. Ugh. Speaking of traveling, the first time I ever had one, I was traveling with um, my manager on my first ever corporate job. And we were traveling from the West Coast to New York. And we were in like the the Delta Sky Room or whatever. The room when you have a lot of points and you're super important. And it was morning in California, but it was already afternoon in New York. So he was like, oh, well, it's afternoon in New York. So he had a white Russian. He only drank white Russians, which I think, ugh kind of turned my stomach to think of one right now but um I was like let me let me try this white Russian that you that you drink and I was like I almost did a spit take it just it's not my type of drink um but pumpkin spice white Russian might work although white Russian isn't it vodka? I kind of stay away from vodka. Then I, I, if I told you guys I've broken up with vodka, me and vodka now are no longer friends. We've been off and on a relationship for years and it's over. Um, so when I have something um, with cream, it's going to be maybe something with maybe amaretto. Um, I don't know. I just um, I stay away from the, the cream and the alcohol. I'm, I'm making faces as I'm saying it. Let me stop talking about this. This is not. This is not. This is not the way to go, people. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, lastly, um, half and half has two meanings here, where I live. Half and half. I thought only meant cream, half and half. But apparently here, half and half means half sweet tea, half unsweet tea. And I think that is crazy that someone decided to call it that. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people call it half and half which means it's 
you just you like want sweet tea but you don't want it that sweet so what you should just order is unsweetened tea and maybe simple syrup going back to simple syrup but this whole half and half thing every time someone says it I'm like that's not the right term half and half is cream I wonder how many times that someone orders half and half and someone just pours them a glass of half and half of cream <laughs> in the south I'm sure it happens and then someone's like that's not what I meant Ugh. anyway I hope you have a wonderful and uh, delicious uh, day I think I'm going to go ahead and um, you know just uh, publish this podcast and let it be out there for people to listen to might as well I'm like oh yeah what else are we going to talk about what's going on how the how everything is going crazy uh, no but you can listen to a million other podcasts that'll talk about that I'm talking about um, the go-go's and half and half and white Russians and pumpkin spice and gender roles I think I covered a lot a lot have a good one bye <laughs>